0: Good morning and welcome to episode 17. I can't believe we're 17 episodes in of the Sounds of Stonebridge uh, podcast. Yeah.
1: I can't believe they haven't canceled us by now.
0: <laughs> well, who would cancel us actually, Donnie? I mean, who, you know, who's, who, who, who's going who's gonna to kick us off the air? Just shows
2: right. people are for entertainment right now. You the there's, boss.
1: You the our boss. Nielsen ratings,
3: right? There's
1: something.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, as you can tell, we're here with our, uh, reg- one of our regular co hosts, Don Gould. Donnie, how are things going in the Gould household?
1: No problems so far.
0: Has uh, Paula, uh, are there firearms in your house? Because I'm just wondering how Paula is doing uh, having you at home so much.
1: No, but the rate of vituperativeness has uh, gone up quite a bit. I must admit that. Okay. We're sniping. We're sniping.
0: Okay. You used a word. I don't think I un- I know what I, word. I got
1: to go Google that one, Donnie. What means uh, nastiness, nastiness. Got but it. With, but with uh, more dialogue.
0: Got it. Yeah. Jeannie, how are things going over at uh at Fort Frankel over there on Stonebridge Boulevard?
3: Fort Frankel, we're doing great. You know, like every morning I'm doing like different stuff. This morning I did some pool aerobics, you know, got <laughs> myself some of those like styrofoam, like water aerobics things, did a little bit of that. Slept late, you know, looked at some news, and there you go.
0: Is there any more room in your house for all the exercise equipment you've recently acquired? I, th-
3: I think there's like no more room for people. I to check this out. I bought a NordicTrack elliptical machine.
0: Oh, I mean, wow. the thing
3: is a beast, but it's fabulous. Actually, I will confess, I couldn't sleep. I got up at 1 a.m. and I did 15 minutes of cardio. Night cardio, that's a new thing, right? Who ever heard of that?
2: I feel oh. shamed. I was, I woke up at 3.30 this morning and I turned on a podcast, but I, I did not get on my Peloton. So us well, introduce
0: sounding it now. Let's yep. introduce that voice, Neil. For those of you that don't uh, know that uh, the, our fourth voice, that's uh, Melissa Schwartz, my uh, daughter. She uh, lives up in New York City, and I thought my, it might be a good idea to kind of get a little bit of perspective about what's going up on up in New York. Obviously, the epicenter um, of the coronavirus uh, outbreak and a uh, lot going on up there. Melissa, how, you know, what's it been like? How many days have you been in now?
2: Um definitely over a month for sure. Probably what like six weeks I would say.
0: And and how's your uh how's your sanity at this point?
2: It's fine. I'm a homebody. My friends call me the sloth. So this is kind of like me and my element right now personally. <laughs> so
0: What's um, it? What's it like when you get out, just out of? I know you. I try not to
2: bit. go out, and I actually there was a period of time I was masterful. I did a big grocery shop right before we kind of knew that we needed to stop going outside, and I went three weeks on the on one grocery shop, wow. and tried to eat through my pantry and my um, freezer as well before going back out. So it had been almost a month since I had gone outside. For the first time which was like two weeks ago now and i had like a lot of anxiety about it because i hadn't been outside in a while um and the grocery store is like a terrifying place because it's new york and like the stores aren't that big and the aisles are not wide like they are in like palatial publics. so um i had i suited up I put a handkerchief, I actually have an N95 mask and um, glasses and like went out into the wild and did my $500 worth of groceries to last me another three to four weeks. Um, But then I did go out actually also on Sunday, the weather was gorgeous. Uh, And fortunately my company is still able to work. We're considered an essential business. We build high-end, beautiful, scaffolds or sidewalk bridges across new york city so we are we're doing a small installation in front of the french embassy uh near the met so i would like in walking around the streets of new york city right now and trying to still maintain social distance as a game of like frogger or pac-man because <laughs> like i'll i'll peek <laughs> my head around know, Bonnie. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll peek my head around the corner to see if there's a lot of people on that street or not or like i'll start walking in the street so that I am at least a good distance away from people. Even when they're wearing masks, like I don't wanna be near anybody. And some people don't seem as concerned about it. Um, and there's not many cars in the street. So I do a lot of walking in the street and kind of like the route of like, path of least resistance takes took me to the Met. There were a ton of people out. Most people in masks, a few people who weren't, And I like was scratching my head on that one. Um, But a lot of people were walking and in Central Park and, I mean, for the most part, like trying to keep their distance, but like certain congestion areas like near Central Park kind of made me a little like anxious, so.
0: Donnie? I
2: was
3: just. Are you on the Upper East Side near the met? I live on
2: 61st and 2nd, and the whole reason why I needed to leave my apartment was because I needed to pick up a prescription at Duane Reed. so I took a two-mile, nice. uh, like, detour to go to my drugstore, which is like two blocks from my apartment.
1: I'm kind of surprised that uh, you are adhering very well to the lockdown situation there, because I, knowing you, I would have thought that you would have been out there just partying and, and doing everything you could. You don't like authority, do you-
2: no, I follow rules. And it's funny you say that because me and all my, my friends and I were all actually very strictly adhering to the rules. And we complain a lot about our parents and grandparents who seem to have taken a little at the beginning, I, everyone seemed to kind of take a, a minute to adjust to the new normal and like realize that like you literally can't leave your house. My friends and I all kind of got it real quick. And we were all Lamenting that our parents and grandparents weren't quite getting it. So uh, and I think I've read a few articles that say that like Millennials have actually been doing a good job like and it's actually the like the boomer generation that You know wasn't doing a good job of following the rules.
1: Yeah, your daddy follows the rules though Uh, Yes in this, t- most,
0: yeah, I have, not,
2: I have not had to commandant him the way I have had my mom or my grandma. But <laughs>
0: Ooh, I'm glad you went there. I'm glad I didn't have to do that. <laughs> hey, um. Uh, also, I know you know in, in in New York you can get everything delivered. Have you been uh, doing a lot of in home delivery?
2: Uh yeah. So actually, before, I might need to hop off for a second because my uh, laundry that I get, I send my laundry and dry cleaning out, so they're still coming to pick up the laundry. Um, but they can't come, my building doesn't allow anyone to come upstairs past the lobby. So now I have to go downstairs when they arrive and I leave it outside and then they come get it. Um, but like basically everything, if, if a restaurant is open, they're delivering, I've ordered Hillstone or Houston's twice for delivery. Um, you know, Amazon fresh has been hard to come by, but I did get one lucky delivery spot. Um, but yeah, we're lucky in New York that, a lot of my liquor store delivers, which is very important.
3: Excellent. <laughs> Two cases,
0: you're, you're almost through your second case of wine. Isn't that what I understand?
2: I mean, surprisingly, I'm only through my second case of <laughs> wine. But I've taken to cocktail making on the weekends, too, so...
0: Hey, Jeannie, I'm going to switch, switch uh, topics a little bit. I know, Jeannie, you and I, before the show, we talked a little bit about, you know, Masterclass. I actually wasn't really familiar with it, but you said you had taken a Masterclass. On- yeah,
3: so that's one of those things that, like, they advertise on Facebook, and you can say, hide this ad, or you like this ad or not. Masterclass has been around for a couple of years, and they have, like, really famous people teaching stuff. Like, they have, like, Serena Williams, like, teaching tennis. And, you know, I took a class about two years ago with Bob Woodward, the journalist and, and it's like amazing. I mean, wow. there are lectures, there are, you know, um, assignments and and it's like a whole thing already. And it's like a hundred bucks or something to take a course. There's another option that's really cool called Coursera, C-R-U-R-C-O-U-R-S-E-R-A, And a lot of universities actually put their courses on Coursera, like for credit. That's actually how the country students are finishing the semester this year, but there's free stuff on there. And I'm taking a class right now with a Yale professor named Laurie Santos, and it's called The Science of Happiness. And there's like 3 million people worldwide that are taking this class, and it's like all about resilience and optimism and shit. Ch- but like the only thing, oh, it's tough, excuse me. The only thing wrong with it is that like they keep <laughs> sending you emails going, okay, like your homework is due, you know, like it's time to do this. And, you know, you get interested in it and then you get distracted. But there are some great things online. Absolutely.
0: Don, Donnie, what's the key to the science of your happiness out of curiosity?
1: Just staying busy. I, As I said, I walk every morning, then I go swimming. I've been writing a series for Facebook, not to be paid, but it's going to start on August 1st. Wow. And I'd rather not discuss it right now, but it'll be 95 days uh, in a row where I I submit one essay. And, uh, nice. and everybody goes to my wall on August 1st. You'll see what it is. Some people are going to like it and some people are not
0: well i know i'm i know i'm gonna go there for sure i mean i've heard a lot of your rants over the years and of course i've also heard a lot of your stories in fact um as many of you know i do a podcast and we're in our third season called the sport lifestyle podcast it's more industry oriented towards sports and active lifestyle and things like that and and uh we've actually created more of a network now so we're adding some new shows and uh, they came to us. They came to me and Donnie and said, "Hey, would you guys, you know, like to produce a pilot?" So we produced a pilot. Uh, you know, with uh, basically, I'd say Donnie and Neil. I'm just kind of there to kind of carry Donnie's clubs. Ah, mm-hmm. go
1: on with you. Aren't we all? Yeah.
0: Speaking yeah. of clubs, but speaking of clubs, by the way, Donnie, I asked Donnie a question. I, I've always wondered about this. Has Donnie ever calculated how many total rounds of golf he has played? let's say, in the last 10 years or whatever it well, is? I,
1: I figured it out that I averaged probably five days a week. That includes uh, when we can't play for rain, when they're doing the uh, maintenance on the course. So I figured over the eight years and 10 months that I've been here, I probably did between 1,800 and 2,000 rounds. And if uh, that, that would be uh, let's see uh, 500, about 500, five hundred, about 5,000. Wait a second. Uh, two thousand I've got to figure this out. Eight thousand chances at a hole in one. I have one.
0: Well, you're doing better than I am. I have, I have about, I've been, I've been playing golf actually since I first started playing golf when I was six, and then played till I was sixteen, and then as soon as I got sixteen and I got my driver's license, I found out about um girls and and cars and.
1: and girls are better than golf. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I found that out early, actually. Not um,
1: anymore, but they used, to, they used to be.
0: I also found out about a couple of other things, but I'll leave that because my daughter is on this podcast. Although I think she knows pretty much all the uh, kind of all the stories about my past. But um, so I stopped from age sixteen all the way to thirty six. You know, as I was, I got married, raising children, all kinds of things. But I picked it up again at thirty six. Then, of course, I moved into Stonebridge, and my number went way up. But I am around. Zero for 12,000 attempts at a hole in one. And, uh, well,
1: that's, that's, you see, and there are people at this club who have quite a few and are not as good as you. There,
0: there there's a woman who was 90 something years old. I think, I'm not sure. You mentioned
1: mentioned to to me about her. Yeah. She had
0: two hole in ones in one year, 91, 91 years old. There yeah. are
3: two holes in one in my house, and Barry belongs to both of them.
0: He does
1: you know, I do have to tell you a Barry' story oh, Barry be- Barry became probably the the greatest uh, improvement in a golfer I have ever seen, because yeah. when he was playing here he just couldn't do it. And then one day he is uh, he was at the pro shop with my wife was walking in there, and uh, she came back home and she said, I saw Barry in the pro shop, and he got a hole-in-one. I was looking, she said, I was looking for a shirt, he was looking for a shirt, he had a hole-in-one. So I said, yeah. And he said, he had a hole-in-one, is that, is that your response? And I said, well, he had a hole-in-his-shirt, and he's looking for another shirt. She said, no, <laughs> Barry had a hole-in-one.
3: <laughs> Barry, Barry his golf came to an enormous amount of time on the driving range. If you, yes. you asked him how many, how many balls he's hit on the driving range in the last year, it'd be, be about 5 million. And Nobody
1: uh, works harder. Yeah, Nobody. absolutely. Yeah.
3: And by the way, Barry is one of the probably few owners in the community now of a golf practice net.
0: If he drives
3: by the house in the morning. Sometimes in the morning, he's got on the front lawn, and I don't think he's hitting drivers, but he's hitting some good irons into it. So. Yeah, tell
0: Barry to keep an eye on that because I've been wanting to get one, and I've uh, kind of just I've been put it sending off. Sending
3: him links to get yeah. one. Oh, it is so. I mean, like, like they're 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 like they're out of them. So like, if you find like a window where you can order one, totally do it.
0: Yeah, I did find one on uh, eBay that I did. One I thought about ordering, but I didn't really pull the trigger.
2: Mm-hmm. I want to know how uh, your long distance relationship is going dad and Donnie to normally or, uh, you know,
1: golf- <laughs> we, we see each it other every day.
3: Relationship.
1: We see each <laughs> other every day on zoom.
0: And uh, that's that's enough. There will Let's be no go. kissing, though. And no kissing in the future, though. No will. Yeah.
3: Nobody will ever kiss again, or hug, or shake hands.
1: No, really. Shake hands. It's yep. it is going to be. There goes my Ordinary.
3: Sorry, Dad. No
2: grandchildren for you. <laughs> no, you find
1: you find <laughs> you find one person, Melissa. Find one person, and every morning you take a test, and if you're okay, then you do whatever you have to do. <laughs>
2: It's actually very interesting what's happening with, like, dating now. Maybe that's a topic for another podcast here, but I'll happily fill you in on how we're adapting to it. But, yeah, now COVID is more of a concern than, like, an STD as far as, like, dating someone. We know that. Weird times. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: Interesting.
0: Interesting times. So just uh, to go over, um, don't forget about Stonebridge to go, of course, great meals. Um, I had orange chicken last night. It was delicious. It was good as any Chinese restaurant that I've ever had it at. Um, the number, of course, is 561-886-6708. Again, 561-886-6708. You can, of course, listen to the sounds of Stonebridge. Um, it's free, as Gene has reminded me to tell people, um, on the Stonebridge Facebook forum, so if you go to the Facebook forum every day, you'll see a post up there. Those was uh, little blue, uh, uh, like a photo picture, whatever you want to call it. Just click on there. You can listen to back episodes. You can listen to the day episode. Um, you know, we enjoy hearing from you. Hey, on tomorrow's show, um, somebody actually that Donnie and I know very well, and also Melissa knows very well. Uh, Ken Nemery is going to be on the show. Ken, of course, works for Wells Fargo Advisors, and he's got a lot of interesting kind of insight, you know, as it relates to the economy, investing, you know, what's going on out there, because quite frankly, it is a, uh, it's a tough call. Gene, what do you got on tap for today? Anything good?
3: I got, I got work calls, actually, and my clients are on the West Coast, so I'm like solid from noon to about five.
0: Donnie G, have you done all your exercise for today?
1: No, I haven't started. You know this gets in my way. I'm going to walk, I'm going to swim, I'm going to write my series, I'm going to eat, drink and be merry because tomorrow is the
0: 24th. Wow. And Melissa, what uh, work I'm assuming is your schedule for today?
2: Uh yes, I've got some I got work on the agenda and we have a design contest tomorrow that we're presenting, so I've got to finalize my ideas. So.
0: No virtual uh, po- no virtual happy hour tonight.
2: Not tonight. Usually on, like, Fridays. Got it. We actually, for a friend of ours, they just had to uh, postpone their wedding, which was supposed to be next week. So we chipped in and got them a Peloton as a consolation prize. So we're going to surprise them with that on Friday.
0: Wow, that's pretty nice. Friends. Wish I had friends like that. All right, thanks. Got it. Thanks, everybody, for uh, uh, joining in today. Thanks, uh, Melissa, Gene, and Donnie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.